0: Gentlemen, welcome back to College Football Tailgate. Today is January 3rd, 2022. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm your host, Will Chambers. With me, as always, Tyler Walgie. Tyler, Woo! say hello. Hello. Happy New Year. Producer Smitty, say hello. Hello,
1: Will. Walgie's not throwing anything at me. No, no throwing of it, things today.
0: He's not, and I'm not in the studio. I am uh, quarantined. I, I caught the Rona. I've got mm. it. Mm. So Willie's got uh, the bug. Know, yeah, I caught it. Uh, you know, Tyler caught it first. I have it next. Smitty's on the way for sure at some <laughs> <point>. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but I've got it. I'm in quarantine, so I'm not in the studio. But you know what? wasn't so bad because basically for the last week I've had it, and all I've had to do is just quarantine and watch college football. So I got to watch all the bowl games, the playoffs. Uh, not not a terrible way to be quarantined, I got to say. It was the
2: best time to be sick during bowl season. That's when you want to be laying down on the couch for sure. So at least you got some games in. Yeah
0: tell you what though i'm like i'm extremely ready to get out um yeah. i like at any at any point during this podcast i could just pull an antonio brown and just rip my shirt off and leave <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, i mean but I'm are you a, are
2: you a big go out guy yourself like are you a big out on the town
0: no i mean i'm not like yeah i mean i'm definitely not like a super go out all the time guy but when you can't or when you know you shouldn't or i mean look i could i could go i can go out for walks and stuff i've been able to go no. out and drive my car it's okay. not like i'm i'm like uh physically restrained inside of my apartment but um you know when all, all it's just boring like i'm tired of i'm not tired of college football i'm tired of watching like tv and just like sitting around and eating and so uh, i'm ready to just feel normal again i've definitely been pretty sick and uh, and that's a bummer so yeah
2: well, i'm sorry about that hopefully you bounce back sooner than later we're we're missing you out there in the in the streets
0: that's all right. It's all good. Honestly, I'm more bummed that we have only two college football games left for the whole season. We got the LSU-Kansas State uh, bowl game tomorrow night and the national championship game. And obviously, we're going to uh, recap the playoffs today. We got a good show. Uh, we're going to break down the championship game. We're going to recap some of the bowl games, talk about some news, uh, read some hilarious tweets, and do all <laughs> that. But uh Boys, it's Georgia versus Alabama in the championship yeah, again.
2: SEC once again. SEC uh, where it just means more. If it's it only the playoffs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, where we should start is Tyler. Tyler, you're the bet board champ again. Will and this time, this time it wasn't close. You slaughtered me.
2: Uh, all right. <laughs> so I have some numbers here. You want to go? So you want to go over some numbers? Should we go over the accounting for this? The yes final tally all right so how bad it was (laughs) it was a down year dude it was it was a down year to say (laughs) the least so what i should have done that i didn't do is do the math on what we expect versus what it was because even during an average year like for those who don't know you introduce it all the time but i'm a sports better, right? So I do this for a living. So we should expect that like I'm probably gonna have a slight edge over you, but this is not expected at all. So what happened here is just I got, luck- I, got I got lucky this year. I had a big year, you had a bad year. Going into bowl season it was uh uh I was up nineteen twelve. Okay, so it was nineteen twelve heading into bowl season. You needed to go eleven and three <laughs> <laughs> in order to solidify the win this year. So you needed a run during bowl season. Now, three mm-hmm. of our games got canceled. We added the Sun Bowl back in, but three and were a canceled.
0: I think you might have had something to do with that, just, just mm-hmm. throwing that out there. <laughs>
2: maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Like uh, Frank on Always Sunny calling in the bomb threat. Yeah, maybe it was yes. me. Maybe it yep, wasn't. you're scared. Uh, so you needed to go 11-3 in bowl season. Uh, a couple were canceled. So there have been 11 games played so far. And you did not go 11-3. and three. You went 1-10.
0: Just in a stretch. bit outside. <laughs> that stretch. It's a tough look.
2: Yeah, um, so overall, we end the season. I won 29-13, pending any other bets. I mean, so that's bad. That's, that's really really, bad. really not good. Well, I have a percentage on that. That's a 69% win percentage for me on the year. Nice. So, what do you yeah, have to I say mean, for yourself? I mean, that was...
0: I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, I think that there could be a lot of reasons why I didn't have a good year. Um, haven't been sleeping so good. Now I have <laughs> Corona. That's a excuse right there. <laughs> um, Tyler, I think Tyler. Really, what's very possible is that I was hacked. Um, uh-huh. Tyler okay. hacked hacked my database of information, used it against me uh, in order to to make my losses seem that much worse. And you know what? Uh, it's not up to snuff where I want to be, and I really want to get that. That bedboard victory, and it's just going to have to happen next year. Next year, okay. I'm going to have to just come back even stronger. So
2: that was my. We've been doing this for three years. It's now three yeah. zero. That was my third bedboard victory. So the first
0: two were close, though.
2: First two were very close. Yes, uh, this one not so much. But <laughs> yeah,
0: it was pretty bad. Rough year. Um, I think that maybe you know. Will, will like you do everything. me a favor?
2: Will? will you do me a favor now? I contemplated. Yeah whether I should bring this up, because part of me, and I actually brought this up on my own show, but part, which I will plug later on during the podcast, but part of me wanted to not bring this up at all because it was like, look, if Will's going to keep betting into these ideas during bowl season, why say anything? Why not just be competitive and mm. keep winning and keep doing this? But it's about the audience, right? It's about the audience. It's not about me. It's about what's best for everyone out there in terms of handicapping. Will you admit how silly it is at this point. Maybe you won't. Maybe you won't. Maybe you're going to be stubborn and keep saying that that's what you look for in these games. Or are you going to admit how silly it is to handicap based on the city these teams play in and then the city they're playing their bowl game in? That it doesn't have much of a correlation. If they play in San Diego Mm. and they're going to Albuquerque, if they're motivated from a football standpoint, it doesn't matter the city they're in or what there is to do before the bowl game. Will you stop handicapping with that silly information?
0: I might loosen up my standards a little <laughs> bit, but what I will tell you is the one I was most disappointed was canceled or altered was the Sun Bowl because my bet against Miami, because the idea of kids that play in South Beach going to El Paso, Texas, having a good time. I'm sorry, that one, I'll die on that hill. And I'm, I'm really bummed. <laughs> but I what about the kids snip? from
2: San Diego State going to Frisco? They didn't look very non-motivated.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, look, you were right about that. But so it's um, not, it's, so what
2: happens is, on the off chances because like half the time these teams are going to win and lose anyway, so when these teams do lose, I don't think it's fair to go like, oh, they're from Miami, of course. They're playing in Albuquerque, of course they lost. It's like maybe there's other reasons besides that that we could be focusing on, and it's not just – again, it's not just about – it's about the audience, Will, right? We want Hey, it, I, Will, I would love – I would absolutely love if you showed up next season and did the same thing and your first handicap for the first bowl game is – Okay, we got you know Miami going to some. How are they going to be? I'm going to be happy about that. I'm just telling you. I don't think it's very smart.
0: I just don't think there's any empirical evidence to prove me wrong. (laughs) I think uh, think
2: there's like very easy raw data we could look at. So,
0: hey man, we had to break down like 30 games that episode. So forgive me if I forgive forgive me if I had to pull a couple of rabbits out of some hats. Uh, uh, but God you know what I, honestly credit to you regardless it would have taken the most incredible comeback so even if i hadn't done so terrible in bowl season you still would have been the bet board champ you're the bet board champ and for good reason you are the professional better you should be you should you honestly if i ever do win the bet board then something's going wrong it's the with end of the show if what, you ever do win the doing. bet board
2: i'm just going to pull an sec and say i really didn't want to be there that season it didn't really yes. mean that much to me you know <laughs> Because <laughs> the S- means that's more. what the SEC does. It always well, just means more, and then they blow it during bowl season, and then and then well, now they just didn't want to be there. So,
0: well, look, it's funny because we're going to end up talking about that. Obviously, talking about the outcome of the playoff games, but to me, I think I mean I, I mean I, I've never been a huge fan of the slogan. It just means more. I don't think that that there's really a lot of truth to that. I think that the SEC is better because they always have the two like best teams. Like the top of the SEC is for sure way better. But the rest of it is pretty competitive. We saw that in bowl season, all throughout bowl season, a lot of the teams that you know are nine and ten win, eight win SEC teams going up against their you know uh, a similarly ranked or similar record team from a different conference, and those games were very competitive in a lot of cases. The SEC lost some games, they won some too. Um, I don't think that it was as bad of a bowl season for the SEC as everyone liked to say. But you're right; there is that added excuse for you know when. Uh, when, who was it? Uh, who was the, uh, when Tennessee lost to Purdue, everyone was like, Tennessee doesn't want to be there. It's like, well, those guys look motivated to me. That was a great, <laughs> yeah, right? that was a great game. Putting up 40 and points. so you got to give the SEC credit because yeah, they have Alabama and they usually have another team in there. They usually have an LSU or a Florida or a Georgia or something else. That's, that's really good. And you know that nothing is going to change that. Um, I would have loved to have seen Cincinnati versus Michigan in the championship game, just to like, like
1: <laughs> have that feather in the
0: cap of like it's not about all, all about the SEC, but it is. It's still Alabama, and now we have Alabama versus Georgia in the national championship game yeah. uh, coming up a week from today. And honestly, it's a good thing. It's a good thing that we get to see the rematch, the two best teams. Um, there's no question about who the two best teams are at this point. No one is going to say that. You know, uh, people love to throw out that because Cincinnati and Michigan got their asses kicked. They didn't belong. I don't think that's true. I don't think anyone else was going to be put in there and, and, uh, and, and make those games close, you know, a month to prepare. I don't think anyone was going to beat Alabama or Georgia at that point. And now we get to see them rematch again. uh, And I'm super excited about it. I don't know about you guys.
2: Yeah, I'm ready for it, man. I mean, there's the two best teams. Obviously, like you said, I would prefer a matchup where, I mean, Michigan, Cincinnati would be more fun. Um, those kind of matchups are always better, I think, for the fans. But these are the two best teams. There's clearly more NFL talent on both those teams than any other two teams combined. So I'm excited for it, for man. Sure. I'm ready for it. And it's going to be, I know I'm kind of sick of the whole SEC thing too, but two best teams. I'm excited for it.
0: Well, I'm not even really that sick of the S. I'm, I'm sick of Bama. Like, I'm sorry, Bama fans. Like, congratulations <laughs> to you. It's awesome. And what you can't take away the incredible. I mean, what just Nick Saban does every year. We talk about it over and over again. It's insane. Besides his his first
1: national championship.
0: Yeah, it's and It's now been as it been, I think, 15 years or 14 years since he came to Alabama outside of the very first year where I think they won seven or eight games. They've been ranked number one in the country at some point during every single season since then, which is just ridiculous. And it's and look, if you're an Alabama fan, then you're just like, yeah. But honestly, like if you are an Alabama fan, like, I don't know how much fun that is. I, I mean, obviously winning is fun, but to me, like the just doing it over and over and over again might almost like takes away a little bit from the joy of your team winning national championships. Maybe I'm just crazy, but that's how I imagine it would be.
2: I don't know. I don't know if I'd ever get sick of that. <laughs> I mean, I,
0: I'm, you know, it's not like you get sick of it, but like you get numb to it. I mean, yeah. it, it's crazy that this seemed like a down year for Alabama, and they're in the national championship game. Yeah, I feel you like as, I mean? a, as an
1: Alabama fan, you're almost rooting to lose, so you have a, a chip on your shoulder, <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, at, at least
1: one game a year, so you're you know ready to go and kick everybody's ass the rest of the way.
0: Yeah, and Georgia has Georgia was there, I think, three years ago when they when they played Alabama in the national championship game. I can't remember three or four years ago, but uh, Georgia hasn't been there a bunch, so I'm excited to see Georgia. And I am a little bit tired of the Bama thing, but. Whatever, they're the best team. They dominate Cincy 27 to 6. Um, and look, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's defense is legit, but they had no offense to keep themselves in the game whatsoever. Um, you know, the Cincinnati corners are the real deal. They, they were impressive all game long, but Alabama just took advantage of the defensive line, the middle of the defense. They chewed them up with the run game. Had, like for the whole first drive, uh, excluding for one play, they just didn't throw the ball. They were just like, we'll just, we're just going to run it down your throat. And I think Cincinnati's a really good team, and they did deserve to be in that playoff. Um, but Alabama just is Alabama, and that's what happened in that game. And, uh, you know, it's a shame that it couldn't have been a little bit closer, a little bit more competitive, because that would have made for a ex- more exciting game. But, um, you know, and that's kind of the case across both these playoff games.
2: Yeah, totally. Bama rolled, Georgia rolled. It wasn't – you saw the difference. I mean, and that's that was the thing is – Georgia looks bad against Alabama, there's question marks. Alabama looks bad against A&M and other teams like LSU, there's question marks. College football fans overreact so drastically. It's like there's one bad game and everyone sells their stock on these teams. It shouldn't take that much to remember that for pretty much the entire season, we were saying Georgia, Alabama, the two best teams by far, nothing's changed. It's the exact same right now. So Now, let me ask you, though, Will, you, we have a bet bet board for... No. Uh, that ends next season, will Ohio State win a national championship? How are you feeling about that? They have to win it next year. So you're Ohio State or bust for that bet next year?
0: Uh, I mean, look, Ooh. I don't feel great about right. it with how their defense looks right now, but with how good the Ohio State offense is, they could definitely be there next year. They're going to have to improve a lot on defense to be able to compete with teams like Alabama or Georgia next That's year. That's we've got to
2: do in the um, offseason. Like the first show in the offseason, look at like every team every good team that's not in the sec who has a chance yeah like clemson yeah, look at clemson look at
0: for sure uh, uh, you, before you'd say oklahoma we'll see what happens there is um, are oklahoma
2: all, and texas going next year
0: uh well that's still kind of up in the air they're not supposed to but there's been lots of reports that the sec is working on like a buyout in order to get oklahoma texas to join uh immediately so i think that's still an option if they leave
2: next year it's oklahoma states conference to lose which is a weird
0: thing to say baylor's i think it's baylor yeah actually
2: baylor for sure baylor's got a lot of young talent yeah they're tough yeah for sure for
0: sure but yeah i mean you're right it's just it's a different breed uh at the top of the sec and bama dominates and you know what good great year for cincinnati first team you know it's cool that you know, um, in this in this game, it was against Cincinnati, the first group of five team to make the playoff. And then for Georgia-Michigan, you had the, f- the first team that was unranked to start the season in Michigan make the playoff. That's really cool. Both those Cinderella seasons end there. And I got to tell you, as a side note, as a Michigan fan, it sucks knowing, because Luke Fickle did a great job with Cincinnati. It sucks so hard knowing that, that Luke Fickle is just sitting there waiting on that Ohio State job to open up. Should something happen to Ryan Day, if he goes to the NFL, if things go bad and he gets fired, uh, Luke Fickle is just going to come in and and probably dominate Michigan. Why do you say and that this-
2: sucks? That's great for Ohio State fans.
0: Exactly. <laughs> just that it sucks as a Michigan fan. Exactly. Oh, okay. Like, the cycle just continues. They just continue to have awesome coaches, and I think Luke Fickle did an incredible job. and And it's good that Cincinnati's going to be moving to the Big Twelve because. Frankly, I want to see Luke Fickle coaching in a Power Five, you know, at a big program for Power Five football. I think it'd be great.
2: Is uh, Luke Fickle's pickles too obvious? Like, yeah, that, that, dill that's too sweet. easy. Yeah, that's that's too easy. I thought too. That's
0: too easy. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know what, the, we, what the better um, business
2: would be. Unless we rhyme something with Luke, like Luke Fickle's Shook pickles. I don't know to shoot pickles. but to have to rhyme <laughs> yeah. Luke.
0: Yeah, I think Fickle's pickles would be better than the second option, but uh, <laughs> yeah, me too. uh in the in the other uh, playoff game, Georgia dominates Michigan 34 to eleven. Um, it's a bummer as a Michigan fan that Bama had to go and wake up Georgia in the SC championship game because those boys were fired up. And here the funny thing is that obviously when we recorded the podcast, I was feeling really confident. I my I was like, man, you know, I feel good about this Michigan team. I think they can do it. I think that they're 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 good as an underdog here. And the second that I knew it was over was at the coin flip when Jordan Davis was standing next to the Michigan captains. That's their defensive tackle. He's an inside defensive lineman, and he's 6'6", 340. And I saw him standing next to the Michigan captains, and I went, this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan is not going to have a chance, and that's exactly what happened. Michigan's defense got worked early. Todd Munkin knew how to take advantage of Michigan's secondary, especially uh, you know Michigan's defense. They thrived all year on like allowing yards and then stiffening up in the red zone and forcing field goals. And they couldn't do that against Georgia. It was 14, nothing in a blink. And at that point it was over. And, you know, I even thought Michigan had good play calling. I liked the the call to go for it on fourth down on those first couple drives, but Georgia was just too good that, you know, Herbstree talked about it on the call about the difference in recruiting and overall talent. And I still think Georgia outcoached them too, but, Uh, I mean, it was going to take a perfect game from Michigan and a bad game from Georgia for that to even be close. Georgia is just so talented, it's ridiculous. But the main
2: thing in both games that Michigan didn't do and that Cincinnati didn't do was keep up early. And like you said, it was Michigan got out to the quick start, Alabama did too, and one thing that both those teams michigan and cincinnati couldn't do was play from behind they weren't built for that this season especially against those teams so they got caught in a situation they couldn't be in and when you're back behind the eight ball against alabama or georgia like that's what's going to happen so it was just tough they couldn't do what they wanted to from early on luke fickle said it too in the in the cincinnati game he's like in the pre-show interview i don't know or the pre-game interview he's like the first quarter is so important for us. This is the entire game we have to set the dump from the first quarter and yeah. Alabama goes right down and scores. I don't know if they even had a third down
1: the entire drive. So and then Michigan, same right. thing. They give up those, those early touchdowns. So Yeah, well in teams like Michigan and or I'm sorry, Alabama and Georgia, that that's what they want to do. They want to put the pressure on you so fast in the game to where now you're playing into their hands. Yeah. Like, that's all they want to do.
0: For sure. Yeah. They basically take one of your legs out immediately. And and like Georgia was dumb, especially on first down, like Georgia was getting second and short over and over and over again. And that makes it hard for, you know, guys like Aiden Hutchinson to be able to tee off. There weren't a lot of third and longs and obvious passing situations on third down for Georgia. And look, I mean, sorry, go ahead, Smitty. I
1: I was just going to say, I haven't seen Georgia play a lot this year, but it seems like, especially uh, to begin, seemed like uh, they gave a lot of faith uh, to Stetson Bennett and were throwing a lot kind of uncharacteristically.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean that dude's a, a player, and he's definitely struggled against Alabama in the SEC Championship game, and he's had a couple moments this year where it's like, hey, you know, this guy's really good. Uh, he's not great. Look, he's not Bryce Young, and he's not CJ Stroud. He's not one of these guys that is, like, a Heisman-contending quarterback, but Georgia's so good that, like, they don't have to have that to win, and we'll see what happens in the SEC Championship, or excuse me, in the rematch, because in the SEC Championship game, Alabama was able to force him into tough situations, but I mean, I look, I look at how motivated Georgia was in that Michigan game, which is something I questioned going in was did their spirit kind of get broken by Alabama and that in the sec championship game. And the answer was no, those players were, were playing like it was their championship game right then. And they were just flat out better than Michigan at basically at at every facet of the game. Um, You know, hats off to Kirby smart, And and look out because, you know, one of the things we're going to talk about too, by the way, Caleb Williams just uh, entered the transfer portal for Oklahoma. If he were to go to a school like Georgia and Georgia were to have like a game breaking quarterback, I think they're better. I mean, they would be unstoppable at that point if they're going to continue to to play, you know, so strong defensively and be able to run the ball like they have in in years past.
2: Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that's what it all comes down to. But look, I think that Georgia can fix the things that, went wrong in the first game so i know that adding a quarterback like that to georgia would help them and every team would benefit from a i don't know a bryce young type quarterback right but right i think we're gonna see in this second game and i know we're gonna talk about it here soon coming up but i think we're gonna see a very different quarterback in stenson bennett and see a different game plan and see a much more poised controlled quarterback that doesn't necessarily need to rely on his legs so we'll see
0: for sure, and what an incredible story for him. He was a walk on. Uh, he he went to Georgia, and then he transferred elsewhere, and then came back and won the starting job when no one thought he would. So incredible for him. I mean, imagine just growing up a Georgia fan and then ending up playing as a quarterback in the national championship game.
2: I think they crazy. need to so, change the phrase "walk on." It comes. Why with is it, that? It comes with like a lazy implication that you walked on. Like coaches never allow walking. If you ever have been on like a practice field, even like <laughs> in low levels, they're like. come on hustle up right over here you're never walking anywhere so to walk on it's really Mm. not a good implication like from the get-go i don't like it
0: see i think it sounds like you're like a walk-on really should be like the five-star that's so good that he doesn't even have to try he just walks on the team (laughs) it shouldn't be like the guy who doesn't get a scholarship and he's really just there to get like a, a you know a Biomedical degree from right. the school. Well, biomedical. I mean,
2: that's a little different. That's a uh...
0: yeah. Shout out, shout out, Smitty.
2: But I don't get why. <laughs> I don't get why people. I don't. I don't get how great quarterbacks at great schools end up being walk-ons. Like, do you get recruited? Should, by... we, should we call them
1: tryhards? Like, what? what are... <laughs> <I> <laughs> oh, like no, that. no, no, no. I'm good. actually not still. I'm, I'm not still
2: on my nickname thing. We can call it walk-ons. <laughs> if we want to. But it's it's just interesting to me how some quarterbacks end up at really great schools walking
0: on. It's they like, do. I, it, to answer your question, Tyler, they do get recruited. Like schools will recruit walk-ons and just oh, say, really? Hey, I listen, yeah. Like I, I, being a Michigan fan, I follow Michigan recruiting. And I, sometimes I'll see a thing where, Hey, we got a, it's called like a preferred walk-on. And so I believe that's like someone who's like, Hey, maybe it's just like, they, they talk to the student and they're like, my parents have money and I don't need a scholarship. So you, I can join the team and not take up a, a scholarship towards the roster, but I, you know, I'm sure those guys aren't being told like, Hey, you're going to be our starting quarterback. It's probably like, well, we expect you to to be there to compete and and help out the starter. And I think that, you know, a good coach would be honest about that with these guys as they recruit them.
2: No, I do too. And it all comes down to, you know, does that player want to compete? Because at the end of the day, nothing's really guaranteed. Uh, you can For be sure. Caleb Williams and it's not guaranteed. So as th- this day and age, it's going to lead to a lot of weird situations where, these teams are stacking up with players and there's, you know, yeah. players going everywhere, but either way. Um, yeah, you're right.
0: But you're right. I mean, with Stetson Bennett, by the time he came to Georgia, I believe Justin Fields was still on the roster.
2: Yeah. Um.
0: So was the guy uh, uh from who went to the bills and then JT Daniels came and transferred ahead of him. That was supposed to be the starter going into this year. And he, and you know, uh, you got to just give credit to Stetson Bennett here. He's not, like like you mentioned, Tyler, he's not like Bryce Young, but who is? And so good for him to be able to to lead Georgia this far. Do we? Um,
2: do you think we see uh, J T Daniels this upcoming game? Am I am I am I jumping ahead to the Georgia Alabama preview?
0: No, you're good. Uh, I don't think we will. I, he didn't play at all, and it, it, you know after the Alabama game earlier this year, it's funny. I threw out there a lot of people threw out there. Is there going to be a quarterback competition? Are they going to go to J T Daniels? I think Todd Munkin came out and Kirby Smart did too, and said. Stetson Bennett is our guy. He's I love us yeah. this far and Good. He's the guy to make the plays. So um, good for him. No, I don't I d- think we'll see JT Daniels unless Bennett gets hurt.
2: I do have a season award for JT Daniels. I know we're saving awards for a few shows from now. Uh, yeah. It's not necessarily ahead, an award, it's more of like a, you know, it's like the, like, the, the yearbook, like most likely to. Okay, okay. JT Daniels is most likely to have collected pogs as a kid.
0: Oh, I you, love you, Pogs. Oh. Too. Yeah,
1: I think he's I like thought, 10 years too young for Pogs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would is say like he's we're too most, young most for likely Pogs. to not have <laughs> any <laughs> idea
0: what a Pog is. Yeah, yeah.
2: you're probably right. I may, I may be dating all of us with that.
1: But yeah, you'd, Pogs. Go, go ask Pogs. him about Pogs and he'd be like, Pods? You mean like AirPods? Pogs?
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Air Pogs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's, Ooh, uh, I think we have an, uh, uh, a product, Air Pogs. Maybe, right. Ooh, I kind of like that. Maybe JT Daniels most likely
2: to play pokemon go or is okay there- now that
0: i that i totally agree with yes okay. he definitely he definitely was part of the pokemon go craze that lasted like six days when everyone had it and was you know people were running into traffic to try to catch pikachu on their phone
2: <laughs> that was great uh look Those up fun times look up pogs kids look
1: up I, pogs. yeah do
0: look up pogs i i still remember i had such a sweet slammer if you don't know what pogs is I mean, it's, I don't even know that I could yeah, describe just, the just game. Just fast
1: forward for 30 seconds. <laughs>
0: you, you had to have a slammer, like, knock down the stack of them, and I had this slammer that was like a holographic eight ball, very David Putty of me, and, <laughs> nice. uh, and I still remember that to this day.
1: So, so my slammer was, uh, and I didn't get this until I was older, but it was OJ behind bars. Shut up! OJ in the no, Slammer. Yeah. That, that's a friend of the show. <laughs> friend, the juice no, is but, loose. Uh,
2: oh, that's hysterical! That's great.
0: But yeah, you know what? Uh, you know Georgia dominates Michigan, and you know what? The future is bright for Michigan. I'm not that bummed. It was a great year as a Michigan fan to finally beat Ohio State. That was kind of the silver lining. Here it was like even if Georgia, as Georgia was whooping our ass, I couldn't even be that upset because I knew that. They weren't, you know, that Georgia was the team that was supposed to win. It wasn't a fluke by any means. And we beat Ohio State. And the future looks bright for Michigan. The guys that end up making a lot of the plays there late for Michigan are like freshmen and sophomores, the young guys. So it's a bright future for Michigan. And it was really fun for me because as as Georgia is just destroying Michigan, right, I'm scrolling Twitter and Ohio State fans are just trolling so hard. And that's especially fun because – for so many years now, I've had to take my joy in watching Clemson or Alabama beat Ohio State because Michigan couldn't. And for that to be the other way around, Ohio State fans having to talk shit because Georgia's beating us, you know, was just it was a real joy. So I actually was was having a little bit of fun that time.
2: Well, Will, I'm really glad that you're riding high with your team because as a CU Buffaloes fan, <laughs> with the entire team transferring out right now, I'm glad yeah, someone in, in this room right now, well, and on this podcast right now is happy. Not this room. Ryan it's- and I are both in this room. We're both CU fans. We're not happy about that.
0: It's tough, man. Everything is cyclical. You guys will be back. It's all going to come back. is going to have their good years. I don't know when. I don't know how soon. Look, this transfer but-
2: portal is going to screw the lower-level teams in the Power 5 where all these players want to get out and put stats up and
1: get looked at so well see and that's this is what i'm saying about the transfer portal is i think the transfer portal is going to get so saturated with these like four and five star recruits that they have nowhere else to go but these kind of mid-level programs exactly in in the power five yeah
0: yeah the guy who leaves uh you know whatever mississippi state and thinks he that that he's going to have a shot at making lsu or alabama or texas and maybe he doesn't and then they end up going to see because there's an open spot there and they can play so might actually benefit you guys potentially well,
2: we'll see. It hasn't done so. Uh, it hasn't hasn't done so up to this point, but we'll see.
0: It has been a wild year for college football with the transfer portal, with with the the name image likeness stuff, and now what one of the hot topics is playoff expansion. And one of the you know, of course, in the playoff, there's been a ton. There's always been a bunch of blowouts. Most of the playoff games are traditionally since the playoff started in 2014 have not been close. Uh, and so everyone talks about expansion, and I think there's a good argument to be made that, hey, why would we expand when all it's going to mean is Alabama and Georgia you know, whooping up on two teams instead of one? Um, that being said, it would be cool, I think, to have more teams in the playoff because potentially then you wouldn't have as many players opting out. You know, if you're if if you're, uh, you know, uh, the, one of those Ohio statewide receivers that opted out. If Ohio State's in, like, an 18 playoff, then maybe they don't opt out. Maybe they keep playing. So I think that could be, you know, a, a positive for that.
2: I mean, I guess so. I, I, I would like that. I'm just – I'm not so sure
1: that would be that much of a byproduct. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, Me personally, I'd, I'd enjoy an expanded playoffs just so I cared about these bowl games. I mean, how many bowl games did we go over last week? Like, 30 or more. And yeah. I was telling Will before the show, like, I could have cared less about anything other than the playoff.
2: No, I mean, look, I I want an expanded playoff for sure. I just don't know if 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 a byproduct of that sure
1: team staying on I like, th- I th- I maybe they will, but I think it's not. it could be a byproduct for some teams. Yeah, exactly. I mean, only they, the ones obviously, you know, if it's an 8 team, you know, an, uh, a, a 16 team playoff, then yeah, only those ha- that handful of teams, but yeah. I, I I think you could see some
0: some benefits to but it. But
2: for the expansion, I'm all for it for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it'd be a good thing, but it's probably just, you know, there's going to be even more blots and honestly, it's not the worst thing in the world, but there could be some upsets too. And, you know, you said it's many, there was a lot of bowl games, but and some not all of them were great. There were some awesome games though. And so we'll, we'll kind of rapid fire recap some of these, um, you know, the, the one that comes to mind initially was the Rose bowl. I thought this was the most entertaining of all the bowl games. You know, Utah put up a ton of points on Ohio state in the first half. Ohio state was just looking terrible on, on defense, especially, And they wake up for the second half. C.J. Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigba go insane. They light the world on fire. Jackson Smith and Jigba just basically breaks every record there is for a wide receiver in a bowl game. He ended up with, I think, 15 catches for almost 350 yards and three touchdowns. It was the most insane performance I've seen by a wide receiver, I think, ever.
2: Jackson Smith and Jigba sounds like a law firm with three attorneys. Jackson, (laughs) Smith, and Jigba. And Jigba. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's, that, oh, who was the NFL player that had the nickname The Law Firm?
2: Oh, it was, uh, God, look it up. He was a
0: running back for Cincinnati, remember? And he, same, same thing, he had like three names. What, what was that dude's name? That's what we need to call Jackson Smith and Jigba, The, the law, law Firm. firm. <laughs> that needs to be his nickname. It was okay. uh, Green Ellis. Oh, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. He had ben, four names. Ben, ben Jarvis, Jarvis Green Ellis. <laughs> the yeah, law firm. Exactly. So Jackson Smith and Jig was only you know three big name lawyers in his firm, but uh, even still, that should be his nickname. No, that was. But, uh,
2: I mean, well, so final score. Uh, Ohio State won by three, right?
0: Yes, they and, won. They won and, with a field goal,
2: and the line closed three and a half. So yeah, that it line, was. I mean,
0: incredible. And uh, and and look, unfortunately for me. CJ Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigba is something I have to look forward to for the next two years. If Ohio State does get a defense, which I expect them to, because they usually have a good defense, they probably will be in the national championship all game right. next year because their offense is loaded.
2: Okay, heard it here first. Will's $100. going out on a limb, Ohio
0: State. You know who's not going to be in the national championship next year, boys? Is Auburn. Auburn. Uh, they started out. They were six and two at one point, and I was eating all my words about Brian Harson. And this isn't. A, I'm not bashing Brian Harson. You know, uh, Bo Nix gets hurt. They end up losing five straight. They lose the bowl game to Houston. They end up six and seven. Really rough way to end the season for the Tigers, unfortunately. But I actually think that he's doing a good job, and I'm probably going to lose that bet board that we have as well about him not being uh, him being fired or or whatever by I think the third season. Is that what the bet was? Uh, Fourth yeah, he season? has three
2: years. Yeah, so he's got two two more left. But okay. who knows? Yeah, Look. But- it's all about next season with that bet because Auburn things change quickly. If he goes two and ten next year, he's on the hot seat for that third year. If he goes ten and two next year, it's pretty much a, a free roll for me. I don't. I mean,
0: so yeah, yeah, I think sure. everything's
2: based on next year for that.
0: SEC is tough, man. The the pressure is on those coaches. He could have a uh, another you know seven. He could have a seven and five year and get and get fired. That's basically what happened yeah. to uh, to. Gus Malzahn. So. Well,
2: what's going to happen is a lot of these ADs are copycats, just like every other sport. So what's going to dictate that is the success of some of these new coaches. If, if Brian Kelly goes into LSU and immediately gets the playoff and there's Auburn going, wait a minute, wait a minute. They made a change, went out and, and spent a little more money and got this hire. We hired Brian Harrison a couple years ago, some hotshot who's done nothing for us. So I think the... Success or lack thereof for the new coaches in the SEC will dictate, unfortunately, uh, the future of guys like Brian Harson.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think you're totally right. Uh, and it's brutal in that SEC West, as we know. Um, speaking of which, uh, a game we both picked... Uh, Mississippi State to win for Mike Leach to get a revenge game against Texas Tech and yeah. Texas Tech with an with an interim head coach just destroys okay. Mississippi but State. This
2: is the example of why bowl games and bowl season is kind of risky because you hear about information sometimes during the game or when the game's going on or during the pregame show because in the NFL it's a rule that you have to disclose injury information because things exist. Like that's actually a rule that was made because of sports betting, because in the nineties right. and two thousands, people with sports betting was becoming regulated in Nevada. They're like, we need injury reports here. You can't be hiding. Who's hurt. We have to know what to price these games at. And so the NFL now to this day has to submit injuries and things like that. The NCAA doesn't have a rule like that, which I think they should soon. Cause it seems like they're trying to start embracing gambling, you know, one month at a time, It's you know, I, at least at the college stadiums I've been to this year, they all had yeah. sports yeah. betting advertising on the inside. Yeah. And so I think it's only a matter of time. But my point is, with injury information and COVID information being so hidden from the public, a lot of these games, I was hedging off my bets in the first five minutes because I'm like oh my god the team who I bet on has 11 players out that I had no idea about so the Mississippi right. game was one of those examples to where Mike Leach wanted to play so bad wanted to beat Texas Tech so bad I think they had 16 players out is that right or was it more I think it was 16 starters it was, it was, some was a crazy a, number it, it, it was a lot and so it's like no wonder they they were 10 point favorites and they didn't have their whole team so why? Because that didn' info- you think that if anyone had that information, they would have been minus ten to close. So that's a problem. and that needs to be fixed very quickly because we didn't know no one listening knew. And sometimes you just have to wait and see what's going on for these games because the information's not not out there,
0: yeah, totally agree. And uh, you know, tough for Mike Leach because there's no doubt he I mean, he's still suing Texas Tech, so he wanted that win bad, <laughs> but uh, not not able to get it. So he should call that was a Wofford. tough one. Yeah, he <laughs> needs to call uh Jackson Smith and Jake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or uh, Bob Credons. Stoops. <laughs> Bob Stoops comes back to coach the Sooners and dominates the Alamo Bowl. Oklahoma just totally works Oregon from That was from the your start. win. That was Will's one win. Let's give him a round That was applause. my one win. Yeah. Let's go Stoops. Dude, <laughs> give give Bob Stoops the statue if he doesn't already have one For sure. in uh in Norman. He ne- he's a legend. Uh he's just like how they call Barry Alvarez, the godfather at Wisconsin, who, by the way, Barry has come back and coached the Badgers in two separate bowl games, and I believe he's won both as an athletic director. Stoops does the same thing. What a legend. So cool to see him out there on the sideline. I wish he'd just come back and coach them uh, or, or be a head coach again, but that was awesome for the Sooners, and Caleb Williams had a big game, and now, of course, he's entered the transfer portal, says that he that Oklahoma is still on his list. He might stay, but... I don't think that's very likely. I think he's going to end up going to maybe Southern Cal, maybe Georgia, uh you know who knows.
2: Can I give the kids listening uh, an old school reference like Pogs? Can I can I give Shout a throwback? Kids. Can I give a throwback yeah. again? All right. Yeah. So, uh go back and look at an old TV character called Stoop Kid. He's
1: from a show oh, yeah, called stoop Kid. Yeah, from
2: uh called afraid to Leave
1: a Stoop. Hey. Yeah.
2: hey <laughs> it's called Hey Arnold. The show was and Stoop Kid is on there. I think Bob Stoops needs to Retire and go be a stoop kid himself. Chill on the stoop. Get a, get a 40 every day. Chill on the stoop. Yeah, he needs to be a stoop
0: kid. His his son plays for Oklahoma and scored a touchdown. That's oh, yeah. a Stoop Kid, really. That's <laughs> a stoop kid. That is stoop That's kid. Stoop's kid. Yeah, Stoop kid. Shout out. No, uh, good okay. win for for the Sooners, though. They actually feel like they have for all things considered, you lose Lincoln Riley uh in a horrible in horrible fashion. He goes to USC, and no one sees it coming. At, Oklahoma actually feels like they're not in a bad spot. They get Brett Venables. They pull in Jeff Levy, the offensive coordinator for Ole Miss, and they get this big win. All of a sudden, it seems like things aren't that bad in Norman. So uh, that, that was a big win for momentum for the Sooners. I yeah,
2: think. things won't be that bad till they have the third toughest schedule in the country, and they got to go to Arkansas and then home against Auburn and then on the road against Alabama and then home yes. against Florida. Like, good luck, OU. Yeah,
0: tough yeah That is tough when they join the SEC, so yeah. enjoy it now. Uh, Michigan State—they're down 21-10 going into the fourth quarter. They score twenty-one straight points. They beat Pitt. Mm-hmm. Huge win for Mel Tucker, who none of us like, mm-hmm. but uh, he got his big contract and he gets a uh, eleven win season. So, uh, shout out all the Spartys out there. South Carolina—they—they they take down the Tar Heels and Shane Beamer gets cracked in the head when he gets the Mayo bath. They—they <laughs> the, the, yeah, they had two like Duke's Mayo, uh, you know, ladies or whatever that decided to dump. A four and a half gallon, like a full Gatorade jug. How they do the Gatorade bath, full of mayo, which is very heavy and thick. So I I, turn it.
1: I actually looked this up. Per gallon of mayonnaise is two point seven five to three and a half pounds.
0: So so it's not that much. It's really not not that much.
1: Well, that's why when when they but the
0: Gatorade. the, the cooler's kind of heavy
1: too, right? Well, yeah, I would think cooler. so. But but I thought the cool cooler was at, <laughs> at least ten gallons. <laughs> like if it was ten gallons. Was it gallons, ten gallons? Or I, well, because that's why that's I saw I saw that um, it was only four. And I'm sorry, I had my okay. uh, my numbers mixed up. It's it's yeah, seven and a half to to eight and a half pounds.
0: Oh, okay. Per so gallon. And and they have to flip it up over his head, so they yeah. they turn it over, and that's a heavy cooler at that point it comes right down on his head, and then they cover him in mayo. Um, Hey, so I want to show
2: Ryan something real quick. Look at the bottom. See the the South Carolina? See that money? I just wanted to show you, and I ended up cashing it out. Yeah, so I just wanted to prove to you this because me and Will – so, Will, I wanted to tell you something real quick. So I, I'm sorry, i to interrupt you. You. Changed, to the to bet. you changed the You changed the you the bet. That's <laughs> and, what you Go go ahead. Well, I just totally interrupted you. Sorry no, no, no no. no, no.
0: You you cha- let me guess. Last second you bet on South Carolina, even though we both picked the Tar Heels. Is that it?
1: Well, hold on. Did I just interrupt a great story? I hate when I do that.
0: Did I just No, 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 you're you're fine. Well, I was I, mean, I was I just I gonna make the
1: point that like him getting hit in the head, there's a reason why when coaches get Gatorade bass that it's like Two offensive linemen. Uh, yeah, voice, exactly. Voice a, they had like these two <laughs> scrawny chicks yeah. like trying to pick up this but, thing. Of hold, hold on, did the coaches
2: both agree to this? Because going into the Mayo Bowl, yes. okay. Because going into the Mayo Bowl, it was Mike Golick Jr. doing the game, and he goes, you know, he was all in oh, the mess. Oh, that Mets. was disgusting. And he's by dipping. The way. Mike, Mike Golick Jr. is dipping Oreos, <laughs> donuts, and donuts. It was. Yeah, he had a, <laughs> p- a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Dude, I, I thought that. it was so Terrific. gross. And for me, <laughs> let me let me just uh, you know open up to the audience a little bit. You know, uh, I have been rehabilitating myself with some foods like mayonnaise, okay? I have not been a big mayonnaise fan my entire life. In the last year or so, last six months, I've been getting into mayonnaise. You know, it's good. I like it with a sandwich or whatever, but I'm easing like my way shower. into it. I'm like a squirrel getting closer and closer to food. Any big sudden movements are going to scare me off. The mayo bowl was one of the <laughs> last things I needed for my progress- <laughs> for my progression into liking mayo. So I'm not yeah. going to lie. I got set back a few a few ticks but it's got it, that tang oh, it's, it has got that <laughs> tang it is horribly disgusting. disgusting but i heard a lot of people like on twitter saying for some reason duke's mayo is apparently really good now i don't think we well, have duke's mayo in colorado do we we do not
0: I, I think we do i think you can get it all i know is that i you know mayo's fine on a sandwich i like it uh a bath that's it's disgusting and i get that it's like <laughs> a funny thing a funny thing for twitter but this can't become a tradition and you're right both the coaches agreed and actually there was a funny quote cuz mac brown you know, Shane Beamer before the game was like, I don't like Mayo, but I'll, you can give me a bath and win the game. Uh, Mac Brown, they asked him, if you win the game, will you do the the mayo bath and he said oh if we win the game you can hit me in the face with a frying pan i don't care <laughs> so I, I love that from max so, but so it's, my, just, it's just gross my only question yeah. is do
1: you think there's some some guys out there with some like weird fetishes that that's the only bowl game they
2: watch yes yes there's some weird yeah. people with some weird fetishes i'm sure just <laughs> yeah, based start, on the law start, of numbers there's th- how many million people <laughs> in this country of yes the answer is yes <laughs>
0: Yeah, you could have just ended that sentence with, do you think there's a guy out there with a weird fetish of blank? And the answer is, is yes. yes. Can you
2: imagine that, though? And Some guy <laughs> sitting on his couch with his own, like, thing of mayo, just watching. Just watch it. <laughs> it goes to Golick Jr., and he's like, oh, yeah. You know, he's yeah, pausing. Yeah. Pretty gross.
0: <laughs> Pretty gross. But big win for oh, South Carolina. Oh, right, so, Will, it, so I
2: got to tell you. I did. Yeah, you know, yeah. where, so, uh like we said earlier, when information comes out that all this stuff happened. So South Carolina was missing all these players. And that was the narrative about SC heading into that game. South Carolina was lack of players, missing their quarterback, top two quarterbacks. But then, uh, day of the game, on their, I think it was their Twitter, their Instagram, they, they released a couple things about the team playing really well behind Zeb Nolan, this quarterback who had... Uh, 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 eligibility left and he'd played before and he was looking really good with the offense. And it's like one thing that I've found to be true, whether it's bowl games or even in the NFL, when you get a team that's really motivated to win and they get a competent quarterback in there, what we do as fans is in the NFL and in college football, we all say the same thing. Oh, this quarterback? Who? who I've never heard of him. He must suck, and we all want to bet against him and fade him, and we don't like the situation. I mean, look what happened with the Baltimore Ravens, where I think it was Huntley, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, came yeah. in, and, and it's just like everyone's fading him. Like They went down like 10 points in the market, and he looked great. So same thing here with, with South Carolina. So to me, the whole thing was... How much should we overreact about Zeb Nolan in, in the quarterback situation? So yeah, Will. Last second before the game, not only did I bet on him, and I just showed Ryan the bet to to prove it. So I'm not bullshitting you.
0: He's seen the documents. It's I've, real.
2: i money lined him plus three fifty. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah, Atta boy. Yeah, and they Good
0: for you. And they closed
2: like plus ten. But I, I did end up cashing out like in the third quarter. So I okay. didn't get the full benefits of that. But yeah, um, I had to throw that out there.
0: Huge huge win for South Carolina. Tough. Tough year for North Carolina, which came in with a lot of hype and tower. You were the, the before the season, you were like, I'm not buying into it. I don't know if you would have predicted them to have this bad of a year, but you were right. Uh, they, they didn't live up to that hype. Tough for Sam Howell. He's, he's going pro now. I think he'll be probably a first round draft pick, but um, you know, maybe, maybe North Carolina needs a little chin check right now and, and they can go in with a chip on their shoulder next year. But uh, shout out to the Gamecocks. Purdue. Purdue upsets Tennessee. This was one of the other best bowl games of the year. I believe it was the Music City Bowl. Tennessee maybe got robbed at the end of overtime with, uh, they, it was, I believe it was fourth down or something, and they were, they were driving to score. And the running back has the ball and he kind of gets pulled to the ground just in front of the goal line, but he's not down. He's on top of the defender. And then he reaches his hand over the goal line. So it should be a touchdown, but the refs had already said his, his forward motion had been stopped. It was, you know, they hadn't blown their whistle yet, but they said they stopped his forward motion really brutal way. If you're a Tennessee fan, um, they basically had a home game there and Purdue just pulls off an incredible upset. You know, Purdue is just like the, they're the upset champions of the world as far as I'm concerned. They, they knocked off two top uh, three ranked teams this year. And now they go out, go into a game where I thought Tennessee would have the upper hand big time and It was a great bowl game, but Purdue gets the win. Big for Jeff Brom.
2: What do you think about this radical rule change? Okay, radical rule change proposal to the rule committee. No more forward progress. Where you're down, you're down.
0: So if you're like, so they just don't blow the whistle until you're down.
1: Yeah, I like that. I don't like. uh, I think uh, you could
0: see a lot of dudes get hurt. Yeah, well, and I think that would
1: get in the way of a guy catches the ball and then runs backwards four yards and then gets tackled, technically wouldn't he's, his forward love line to gain be where he caught the ball? No, I'm saying or, get rid or, of that. I'm saying uh, – right, saying that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I just think that could be problematic. I still I don't,
2: like I how don't they catch it? the ball, get driven backwards, and it's just like where they very mo- – I mean, the the rules favor the offense, but that's my radical rule change.
0: I don't hate it. I think, I think what you would see is a lot of those like rugby style scrums where like at the running <laughs> yeah, back is stood yeah, up true. and then everyone gets behind him and starts pushing that you, to me, what it sounds like is not great for American football, but it sounds like a great addition to Canadian football because Canadian football is just barely like, there's just weird things like the receivers can run towards the line of scrimmage before the ball is snapped and things are just kind of off a little bit. So I'd like to see that rule implemented in Canada. That's what I think.
1: Yeah, that would be good. C- C- Canadians are interesting. I'm pretty sure that's the Canadian motto. Oh, it's just a little off, eh? Just a little off, you know. Fantastic
0: You got four, four quarters <laughs> for a
1: dollar, you know.
0: You think we have many listeners in Canada?
2: I can't imagine Canadians watch college football.
0: I mean, they gotta have something to do when they're not busy, like you know, uh, killing hockey. a killing a moose or like dr- sucking the <laughs> the maple syrup out of the trees or something.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of fresh maple syrup up there, you know. That's but my that's the Canadian thing about K Canada's got their different like regions, like French Canada. Maybe there's some French Canadians who are like into, like some Division two mm. football or something like that. North Dakota State, maybe. French Canada is that- weird, man.
0: I, yeah, I would guess if if there is one Canadian listener out there right now, it's just like it's me. You're talking about me. He's probably not French Canadian. Oh, French Canada. No, he's
1: uh, he's sitting at home with his jar of mayonnaise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Disgusting. Um, <laughs> Oklahoma State pulls off the incredible comeback against Notre Dame. Notre oh. Dame was up twenty-eight to seven, and the Cowboys just started, you know, lighting the the uh, the field on fire with their offense. Spencer Sanders had a great game. Huge win for Mike Gundy. And uh, in the, in the speech on uh, the trophy ceremony after the game, he said, "Notre Dame's great school with great history, and no disrespect to them, but we got a we got a, a logo too. We have a logo too." And I thought, I get what he's trying to say. Saying Notre Dame has like the brand recognition that everyone talks about, and Oklahoma State maybe doesn't have that nationwide, but. It was a weird thing to be like, I want everyone to know we got a logo, too. It's like, well, okay, uh, that's fine. And it was a great win for, I mean, I think first 12-win season for Oklahoma State ever. Love Mike Gundy. It was just a strange message, I think, on the, uh, on the you know, when he's receiving the trophy.
2: I love it. They're the underdogs. They're playing that role all the time. Let's go. They're going to be the underdogs again next year for some reason. There's some schools that don't get any respect. Huh. I call them the Rodney Dangerfield of the sport. Huh. I get no respect uh that's oklahoma state
0: yeah for, uh, God, a lot of old the, school the, you know how many state v- rival their in-state you know rival is oklahoma i think that's why they don't get the respect you
2: know how many listeners we have who don't know rodney dangerfield don't know pogs don't know mm. what's the other one i said the throwback mayo Ma- no no not mayonnaise whatever what was it was it ben jarvis no maybe ben jarvis i don't know <laughs> anyway we go through oh, a lot like of rodney dangerfield's a comedian out there yeah Oh, get no respect.
0: Um, Utah, we talked about the the Rose Bowl. Utah had great helmets though. I loved it. They had the crowd yeah, on their side. Utah,
2: dude. Utah's good. Um Utah's one of those yeah, teams awesome. too. That gets no respect. Like, no, they could be they could be really good, but they're never gonna get the recognition they deserve.
0: That's true. Absolutely. And then we talked about Baylor. Baylor gets to twelve wins for the first time ever. The defense carries them. It really sucks for Matt Corral. It turns out, you know, he ended up getting injured early after being one of the guys who was like I'm not going to sit out this game. I want to play for Ole Miss and in the first quarter he he gets his ankle rolled up on. Thankfully x-rays are negative. He's going to be fine. It's no major injury but that sucked to not get a a fully healthy Ole Miss offense in that game because that game was pretty entertaining and Baylor's defense I think still would have, you know, I think Baylor would have been in that game and maybe even still won even if Matt Corral had played but you know, just with how good their defense was but we'll never really know just because Matt Corral went down so early.
2: Baylor, they're taking over, Will. Watch out for Baylor. 12 years.
0: They're, I think that, I mean, I love the way they play. I think that Dave Aranda, you know, I think that if LSU was going to go in, all in for anyone, you know, I mean, Brian Kelly's a great hire. I think Aranda would have been great for them, too. He's a, a feelingless robot that shows no emotion, but damn, if that dude can't coach a defense. I mean, those guys just play super tough. And then, what a turnaround for and, them.
2: And then Ole Miss next year. Um, I don't. I'm selling my Ole Miss stock. Ole Miss is like you're selling your
0: Lane Kiffin stock.
2: Yeah, Ole Miss is going to be like North Carolina of last year, to where everyone loves Lane Kiffin, everyone loves Ole Miss. He's all over Twitter. Like just for that reason, I think they're going to be overvalued because everyone's going to bet on him. On top of that, I looked at their. I think they have a. I think it's like a top thirty difficulty schedule next year. Um, SEC West. Yeah, they're losing some players. So look, I think we're we're looking at a, a. eight and four year next year for Ole Miss. Um, So that's not, you know, it it depends on how you define selling stock. Eight and four is still a a good season in some people's minds, but for those who are going to do dark horse for Ole Miss or, you know, look for the Rebels to maybe take that next step forward next year, I think they take a step back actually next season. Unfortunately, I love Lane Kiffin and I love Ole Miss, but I think uh, everyone's kind of overreacting to this year.
0: I think you're probably right. Um, I don't think that's a crazy thought. You know, the only thing that what would keep them in being like a 9 or 10 win team is, you know, the the turnaround on defense this year, even from not just from last year to this year, but start of the season, their defense wasn't that good. By the end of the year, they had a really tough defense and Lane Kiffin, you know, has kind of proven we didn't really know anything about Matt Corral last year. And then, you know, Lane Kiffin obviously can, can coach up some quarterbacks. So I don't think you're wrong. I, I just wouldn't be that surprised to see them get to 9 or 10 wins again this year.
2: Well, I mean, look, it it all comes down to the teams around them because I actually think Lane Kiffin's a hell of a coach. I I don't just love Lane Kiffin because he pushes the envelope and he answers questions and he's active on social media. I like those things. I think he's really a good coach. And I, I think he actually may be underrated because some ADs look at that and think it's unprofessional the way he handles things. So... Right. I, I actually don't like saying that. I love him. And I, and I I want coaches like him to have success. So maybe more coaches aren't afraid to act like that and do those kind of things. But I just think that you look around him and, you know, sometimes when you bet or, or make predictions like that, you don't do it based on what you want to see. You do it, you know, you bet based on what you think is going to happen. So...
0: Uh, yeah, you're totally right. The hype is going to be on them big time. The and hype is going to be on that's them. That's what you're good about. Well, do I? So. Can
2: I go refill my water? Is that all right? Uh, can I go yeah. uh, get get, get some water. agua? Refill my my water. Yeah. My water. I call it my. Uh, it's go a down. big Yeti uh, water thing. I call it my it, watering it's a tumbler. But I have to say, the yeah, accent yeah. I call
0: it my watering can. look at this. Look at this. I got one too. Hey, Yeti too. tumbler. We're gonna Not have to. Uh, we're gonna have to
1: write a complaint to the uh, showrunners here that Walgie can't make it through a show.
0: Yeah, seriously, he's got to go back to the watering hole uh, now that now that Tyler's gone, Smitty. We can just talk all the shit about him. We want uh, his his bet board victory totally illegitimate. Um, I'm going to be stealing <laughs> the trophy that d- definitely doesn't exist that he claims is exists. Uh, I'm going to get it next year. But hey, we um, all been
1: waiting for it, man.
0: Oh man, I I, I want it bad. Um,
1: Even the combine st- trophy, we're still waiting on.
2: Yeah, I gotta go. What's happened? So. I think there the trophies go. have been sitting at the place for months now, and I just have to go pick uh-huh. it up. I think the guy thinks uh-huh. I'm du- I'm ducking him. But I actually have to get it uh, engraved now with the new season.
0: He's um, already melted, melted them down and sold it for scrap metal by now. Ten, uh,
2: Will, I went 10-1 and one this bowl season. Just to reiterate for those joining us now, like this is radio. It uh, would, would have been 10-4 if
0: we hadn't had three games get
2: canceled. <laughs> oh, but,
0: okay.
2: Of course.
0: Of course. 10-1. <laughs> Uh, yeah, 10 ones bad. You did a great job. Yeah, um, we still have one game left, Tyler. I don't know if it was a bet board game, but LSU-Kansas State is uh, is tomorrow night, Tuesday night. Now, hold I'm on. excited for that one. And then we have the national championship game. Maybe we'll get a, a bet board and we'll value it at, let's say, like 10, 11. You're, you're 16 uh, games down.
2: You're 16 games down. We can okay, find so we'll 16 one, eight, prop bets.
0: So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure BetUS has a bunch of prop bets to look at.
0: That's definitely true. Uh, but you're right. Look, we got two two games left. And by the way, Danny Cannell can eat a bag of shit for saying there's too many bowl games. There's not enough. <laughs> there were so many good ones. The fact that he went out on Twitter and well, said there's hold too on. many bowl hold games Lit- as a college football guy is criminal.
2: But we have to talk about the the context here because I think – we have to frame this argument, okay? Because we do a college football show. We all love college football, and I personally, so as a better, I want more games like that. The more obscure games I can get, the the it's 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 awesome. So I want that. I like it as a fan. I love to watch all these six and six teams. I don't get people who say, "Why would you watch like uh, maybe people who don't love college football?" And because uh, I have a lot of fans, losers, uh, a couple of friends, right? But I have a couple of friends who don't like college football. And they're like, "How can you watch? You know, Kent State against Ball State?" And and my answer is like. Cause I love football. It's awesome. Like when I yes. was when I was calling high school football for a job, and I'd drive out to Rifle, Colorado, and watch a couple average, you know, three was three A is that was three A teams. I loved it because you get to see these different yep. offenses and all this different strategy and see what these coaches try and do with these players that may not be very good. So I love football in all levels. I I always want more of it, and I, so I I I love it in terms of that, but. I kind of get the angle of, okay, it's the postseason, and the postseason is supposed to have a meaning. And the postseason means you accomplish something in the regular season, so now you're playing for something in the postseason. So for all these average teams, 6-6, six and i six, will be playing. So it all depends on what you're looking for in a sport. It, it, this is all my point of view, obviously, but what you're looking for in a sport in the postseason, what you expect... That that's to me what it, this comes down to, you know. Don't you? In, don't you think that's kind of what he meant? From, from are that you tweet? saying
0: that it's not important and not a big deal to be able to play for the tax Slayer Bowl, Tyler? I,
2: I mean, I don't think it's necessarily that important. You're I getting mean, your taxes slayed for free. <laughs>
0: I don't Remember think the, it is weed, the weed eater or the weed whacker bowl. Like there's been some really pathetic bowl names and they're continuing to, you know, that's gonna be a thing but, in the future for sure. But, but I think
2: that it is important to some teams and not other teams. That's why handicapping motivation is important. I actually heard a good podcast this year when I was doing some of my own prep for these games, and it was a a podcast that uh, had a quarterback that used to play at rice, and he talked about because Rice never goes to very big bowl games. So it was a really good point of view from how players handle it, how coaches handle it, uh, going to this middle of a bowl game. Some years they would go to like Rice, go to like the Independence Bowl. And it was like, I guess, maybe I'm getting my bowls mixed up here, but it was whatever bowl the winner of Conference USA went to. And so that's what they played for all year. That was their championship game. So for whoever right. they played in the Independence Bowl, some 6 and 16 from the ACC or something, who didn't care to be there. There was a huge motivational gap and so for some teams it does mean a lot and some teams it means a ton and you can't take that away from those teams who play all season in the Mac or Conference USA or the Sun Belt to get an opportunity to play an SDC team something like that you can't tell those teams it doesn't matter because you're Danny Cannell and you don't want to watch a six and six team play so I think that it's on a case by case basis and and I want more football I see how these teams get up for it by by minimizing games, I don't think you add any value to the games at all. So I just wanted to put that out there, though. For those who define those games as who, who, who wants more games, it's just from, I think, how they look at how a postseason should be run and what a postseason should mean.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I mean, look, uh, I, I, I'm all for if you're like, I don't like the bowl system, but, you know, more football is always good. And, you know, it's funny. You talk about people that, that, uh, that just don't like college football. There's a guy in our fantasy league um That at the draft has like shit on college football many times. You guys know who I'm talking about. Yes, it makes me it makes me want to dox him and like put his name out there so all of our listeners can just like, <laughs> get, like swarm his house with pitchforks and and because uh, like he'll call college football like peewee football because he's an NFL bro and yeah, he's, uh, uh, he, I just find he's that a, that he, triggers me legitimately.
2: Yeah, I mean
1: he's a bit of a jag on as they would say. <laughs> <laughs> and if you'd like to DM him, his uh, his Twitter handle is. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, boys, we got some New Year's resolutions. We're gonna read some tweets, but Tower, do you wanna talk about BetUS first?
2: BetUS, good friend of the show, uh, online betus.com. And it's always good. We we always talk about this. I'm a professional better, but for I, I have Zero, exactly zero of my friends are pro bettors, right? So I'm always talking to to people who like to get advice here, get advice there, you know, is, see what's going You know, I like to bet on a little uh, second half during the game, whatever, right? There, there's certain things I like to bet on and, and certain things you like to get involved with. But I always tell everyone, add sportsbooks. It doesn't matter whether you are really good at this or you're just getting going. The more sports books you have to look at prices and shop around at, the better it's going to be for your wallet. Because if, uh, let's say, Georgia is minus three coming up for the national championship, what you're going to find is... On a lot of websites, you're going to find Georgia minus three, but there's going to be the occasional website out there that has Georgia minus two and a half and the occasional website that has Georgia minus three and a half. So if you like Alabama, you can now take Alabama plus three and a half. So that extra half point adds up and it's so important over the long run. And the only way you can make sure that you're doing the best you can is to sign up at as many sports books as you can and shop around now you don't have to keep money in all these sports books you don't have to have 100 bucks in every sports book you can have no money in all these sports books if you like a bet or you like a game put money in that book make the make the bet there and you will often find the best lines at bet us online Betus.com. put in promo code tailgate when you're signing up that gets us a little bit of credit let's let's them know that uh we sent you here on college ball tailgate but also gives you access to all kinds of promos all kinds of sign-up bonuses. So online betus.com, promo code tailgate.
0: No doubt. Um, So what I want to do now uh, is there's this account I found on Twitter (laughs) a while ago, and I told you boys about it specifically. We haven't talked about it on the show and it's been like a debate in my mind. Is this a real person or not? Or are these real tweets? Now this guy's name is Horace and he's like an Alabama super fan. And, he tweets like you know, we've all seen uh, The Water Boy and what's the guy's name that talks with a crazy southern accent with his tongue cut off and you can't oh, hear farmer what he's Fran. Farmer Fran. This oh, is what we, okay, if, okay, okay. We, we we This is we that's what his tweets, like. his tweets are like. His tweets are Farmer Fran. And I keep going back and forth thinking this can't be real. This is someone who is like putting on a performance, it's a show, they just want to get followed for tweeting crazy shit, and then I keep thinking how could anyone even come up with some of this stuff because it's so brutal? So r- let me read you some of these tweets just as an example. Uh, he tweeted this out earlier this fall, uh, and, and he says, Big Saban got his birth getting today, and baby Saban been holding football since he was living lice. Y- y'all all get to his yard and celebrate his head with football socks and otter talks. Hashtag Roll tide. Hashtag Sabin birthings. Um, how about, let's see. Uh, Here's a good one. Merry Christmas and happy Holland days. Like the breakfast sauce (laughs) at at everybody that wanted a crunchy Christmas with a football Saban was the Christmas mattress and need to lay on him to, to tell your crypt wishes at him. Hashtag roll tide. I think that there's either two options here about what, and by the way, his Twitter, I love you, Horace. It's at, uh, at large elephants, but it's spelled elephants is spelled with a Y instead of, E or whatever. It's large E-L-Y-P-H-A-N-T-S. <laughs>
2: Horace God, is getting some publicity elephants. today. I like this.
0: Um, he either is a real person, and I think he is doing like voice to text. He's like recording what he's saying out loud. Yeah, that's what it's I subscribe so to. so Southern. Yeah, I, I, it, it's so Southern that it's picking up. And when he's supposed to be saying happy holidays, it says happy Holland Days, because he's got <laughs> such a thick Southern accent. Or it's someone out there that should be, like, writing, you know, TV shows because he's got such a creative mind. I mean, this guy, he doesn't tweet out that much, but he responds to everything. And he'll respond to – I mean, just – this is two hours ago. He responded to a tweet from the Culture Ball Playoff talking about, you know, Will Anderson in Alabama. And he said, yeah, he already knew when he was knee sampling. Meant he got a shark shovel he hid, but can't let just nobody chew on the handles none. Hashtag Roll Tide. I mean (laughs) – I'm I'm addicted to reading his tweets, and if you're if you're if there's any chance he's, he does not follow us on Twitter, by the way, hashtag or not hashtag at cfb underscore pod that's our Twitter handle. Um, he doesn't follow us. If there if anyone out there knows this Horace person, large elephants, uh, I want to get him on the show. I want to interview this guy, <laughs> and and hear if this is real or if this is a LARP, if this is just some guy you know from uh from maine that has like a hilarious sense of humor or if it's like (laughs) this guy is like truly taking a bath in like a metal bucket out in the woods of alabama i don't know
1: i hope he's real and i hope he does come on the show i hope he contacts us well see and i also think too that some of it might be like maybe we just don't know certain turns of phrase that like might be in some of these like real deep backwoods right. areas it's like you, you know i'm sure there's a lot of a lot of things that we say that somebody like him would be like what the hell does that mean
0: <laughs> That's true. i mean you you may not be totally wrong but let me just read one for you really quick smitty <laughs> and you can tell me if what, you think this is just there? a turn of phrase that we don't know all right let me see if this I is, let
1: me see if i can uh, if i can decode translate one yeah okay try to translate
0: this tweet so this is a tweet that sports center tweeted out yesterday and it's like basically just a screenshot of jack smith jackson smith and Jigwa, the law firm of his performance in the rose bowl game so it shows that he had you know 15 receptions 347 yards and he responded to it and said Ain't neither good in specialties with oh he thinking about corn mittens. Don't roll footballs. Don't roll footballs from a pants sale, but still can't cram noodles. Hashtag roll tide. You tell me, Smitty, what does that mean? All right, give me the first sentence again. Ain't neither good in specialties with oh he thinking about corn mittens. <laughs> um,
1: he's always good on special teams when. <laughs> He's thinking about
2: Committance.
1: Commitments.
0: Yeah, commitments. Commitments. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't roll. Don't roll footballs from a pants sale, but still can't cram noodles. <laughs> don't roll. Don't roll footballs from a pants sale, but still don't can't roll cram footballs, noodles.
1: You can't sell. I don't know. That one's tough.
0: That's a hard one. Yeah. Don't, yeah. This is what I'm saying, man. We got to get to the bottom of this mystery about Horace uh, and see if he's a real person. So <laughs> I think what I'm going to do this week is, is DM him and see if he wants well, to. Well, why don't sure. we do this?
2: Why don't we just retweet one of his things we were just talking about? So if it, so, for everyone to if everyone, if anyone follows us at CFB underscore pod, they can now have yes. access to that tweet. So just re- retweet, re- retweet it. Right it right now. Retweet it and say whatever you want to say. You're the Twitter guy. Can I name this uh, segment? What,
0: yeah, what I don't want to do is scare him away and say and say and like that we're laughing at him. Um, no, we're, we're Horace. On the show, we're so. Horace
2: fans of the show. We are advocates of Horace.
0: I'm retweeting. I just learned about that,
2: him, but I'm an advocate. I like him.
0: <laughs> that last comment I I just, we word. just went over. I just retweeted that, so you can go to our page and scroll through our tweets. You'll find it. Um, today is Monday the third. It's about 6:20 uh, Mountain Time, 8:20 Eastern, and uh, see if you can't decode it. And I'm going to DM him and see if he wants to. Uh, have an interview on the show and we can get to the bottom of this. All right. Oh. So uh,
1: that segment from now on is going to be called straight from the Horace's mouth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Smitty.
0: What an absolute banger. That's that's brilliant. I love it. Straight from Horace's, Straight from the <laughs> horse's mouth. Oh, that's so good. Um, okay, boys. It is new year. Uh, it, the new year's happened. It's 2023. Happy Wait, what year? Happy it's 2022. Year. Uh, yeah, hey, 2022. You're skipping ahead. I don't even know what year it is. Um, I got the fog brain. Uh, New Year's resolutions, boys. I'm not really going to spend too much time talking about mine, but I've got a few here for some names in college football that I think you might like. Do you guys have? Are you guys New Year's resolution guys? I'm not. No, I
2: think it's stupid. If you want to make a change, make a goddamn change. Why well, you got to wait till January first to start eating well or exercising? I love people in, in October. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna look at a New Year's resolution. You know, for you four months from now. It's like just fucking do it. So no, I'm not a big New Year's resolution guy.
0: It just doesn't go. Little animosity on behind though. that, right yeah, It's a like, animo- I was, Tyler, I, I, who are you I was talking? just,
1: I was just done with a simple no. <laughs> who are you really talking <laughs> every, to here, Tyler?
0: <laughs> every year, uh, it was like the big bully's New Year's resolution to beat up Tyler. So that's why he hates New Year's <laughs> yeah. resolutions. Or but something, you know what? So, you know something. Yeah, I just fucking do
2: it. You know something I've been thinking about that I do want to start doing, and it may just coincide with the new year anyway. I heard this for, or I, I read convenient. it on a, a comedian who I follow their Twitter account. And he's saying that he wants to start uh, giving a, a rating or a score to each one of his days. And so at the end of the day, make a score between one and 10 or one and 100 or whatever and rate your day. How productive was it? Did you, you know, did I take the dog out? Did I, whatever, exercise? Did I eat okay? And be honest with yourself and rate every single day. So I think I'm going to start doing that. Just score every day.
0: What would you give your day so far?
2: Today. Not a bad what day. What have you done?
0: What have you done? I, I you went, what we did do, sh- I, shout out to Tyler. He hand delivered me a nicer microphone so I could record from home and the sound quality wasn't bad. I so I that did counts do that. for something.
2: I woke up and I uh, I had a. Uh, I was going to go drop off the mic before the uh, meeting I had, but I had an online consultation with a nutritionist for my dog. My dog. Uh, She gets the squirts pretty much every time she eats anything but her prescribed diet. And so I had a meeting nice. with like a, what's called... She she has, keto? Well, she's going on a diet for sure. She, <laughs> so I had a meeting this morning at nine o'clock with a nutritionist to talk about her new diet. That lasted about an hour or so. And then I went and got a new cord for the mic, dropped the mic off for Will and his COVID infested home. I didn't go in. I didn't want to get COVID again. So I dropped it off left on it the, outside, at the door. Left it at the door. We dropped that off and then ran a few errands, you know, did a few things on the way home, worked, got some handicapping done, got my games in for tonight and tomorrow, and uh, then did my show, prep for this show. I'd give today a nice solid out of 100. I'd give it like a nice solid like 84
0: you out know? of 100. That's a big scale. I like that you know, because it's really yeah. precise. Exactly.
2: Exactly. I, mean, I may even go like to the decimal point because there's a big difference between having a 99 day. And a 99.9 day, right? There's a big gap in that, in my opinion. So I think I'm going to go decimal mm. points too. So we'll go like 80, I'll go 84.6 for this point in the day, but I'm looking at taking my dog on a walk. We can get all the way up to probably 87 for today.
0: So I'm giving myself like a four at, for today <laughs> at the most. It's been pretty unproductive being in quarantine. I got plenty I could do. So oh, well, but, hey, uh, you, yeah, should, be- you should
2: practice NCAA football. That's what you should do.
0: You just keep talking this shit and then you, you refuse to play. It's unbelievable. Um, new Year's resolutions. Okay. For college football. I have, uh, I think I've got four here. Some resis. Uh Nick Saban. Here's your New Year's resolution for the year of 2023. Now, after that, win that national championship, that's great. Get another to Bama and then go lose three or four next season mm-hmm. and play in the holiday bowl. Try something new, man. Variety is the spice of life. It's good for college football. It's good for fans. So go enjoy yourself in San Diego after a four loss year and play, you know, a hyped up BYU team that wants to beat you in the holiday bowl. That that's that's the New Year's resolution for Nick Saban. Uh, I got one here for hmm. Steve Sar- Steve Sarkeesian, hmm. Sark. I don't know about that one. Uh just have one less uh off the field distraction that involves a coach's stripper girlfriend's monkey biting a child. Just one. Yeah. <laughs> um one one less Never for Sark. About that. That's yeah. a good story. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> one. So all you need is one less of those, and, and it's a good year. It's an improvement. Um, Mark Emmert, the uh, chairman of the NCAA, uh, changed overtime rules back to what they were. They were fine. Thank God the playoff games weren't decided on that. I really hope the national championship game doesn't come down to these new stupid two-point conversion overtime rules. They're awful. Uh, Change those back. Everyone would be happy about that. And last but not least... Urban Meyer, just spend more time with the family. You know, go and enjoy yourself and see the grandkids back in Columbus. Um, You know, that's that's all I got to say about that.
2: All right, I have three, and I'm going to start with Urban Meyer because you you finished with him. I think I'm I'm going the other way with Herb. I think he needs to embrace what he's been holding down for so long he needs to get out of coaching open a strip club just he needs to just go crazy turn into one of these guys that only talks about like nfts and crypto open a strip club like just 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 go with it you know just just go with it so i think herb needs to just just i love embrace who he is and who he's meant to be this whole time uh, and then my I next love the two-
0: idea of uh, by the way, sorry. I, I yeah. love the idea of Urban Meyer like pumping like a like a shit coin. It's <laughs> yeah. just a complete pump pump and up scheme. Just turn know? into
2: one of those guys. All he talks about what? all day is like crypto. What and- would his strip club yeah.
1: name be be called? Be like the swamp or oh uh, uh, let's see. <laughs> it's human urban,
0: urban lifestyle. Urban lifestyle. <laughs> the Ooh, urban the urban lifestyle. I like that. <laughs> that's good.
2: Well <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay. Um uh, my next one is for the entire SEC. Okay. I need the SEC to just care more. Okay, resolution, just start caring more. As a conference, you're letting yourself down. You're embarrassing yourself. Mm. Start mm. caring more. Okay, that's it for the SEC. And then I Be have More a, like
0: the Pac-12. Yeah, the Pac-12, maybe not.
2: <laughs> and then my last one is for all the players in college football, okay? A message to the players. Even though I'm an advocate, I've said it before, I like the mobility for coaches and players. I think it's a good thing. Players, though, as a resolution... Just be a little more patient. If you had a year where you didn't get enough catches, enough touches, whatever, sometimes things open up. And just based on what's going on at your own team, maybe players are going to leave, maybe there's going to be a coaching change that's going to help you out. And it's not all the grass isn't always greener. Okay. So picking up and moving now that these rules exist, it's going to be tempting. But players, be more patient, and I think it's going to pay off
1: in the long run. So those are my resolutions as well. Love it. Brian, you got any? That's great. Uh, I just got a quick one for Nick Saban, and that's that's to, that's to smile more.
0: Oh, that's good. I, oh, okay. I, I want to
1: see him smile more. I don't know if you guys saw during the uh, pregame interview that they had with Nick Saban, um, but uh, the reporter, uh, she was a female, and she was uh, she was sitting there talking to him for a while and. And she just goes, "Okay, well, I can see I'm getting on your nerves, so I'll get out of here." <laughs> and Saban just like he, he like looked at the cameras like dumbstruck, and he's like, he like cracked a smile. He's <laughs> like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> That's
2: so great. I do remember that. I did see that, and I thought something about it too. And it I, was I, I just for, like super awkward. I forget like, exactly what she said. Yeah, she said some of the long lines like, or like, "I'll get out of your hair before I." piss you off. There. Not, she didn't say that, but right. she's like, I'll get out of here before I start to bug and you. I, or yeah, something. he looked at the
1: cameras like, like, bitch, yeah. I prompt it when, <laughs> when, when you're getting on my nerves. Right. That was good. Uh,
0: yeah, love it. That's great. Um, all right, we got one game to break down. The championship breakdown. Georgia versus Alabama. The rematch. Georgia opened up a one-point favorite. Now they're a three-point favorite versus Alabama. And Tyler, I'm just interested to know, are you, are you going to go with Hey, everyone's overreacting to now. Bama beat Georgia last time. Now you're going to be jumping on the Georgia train. Well, like where Where do you go with this? As far as because I know you're always you you have proven all year long you're really good about judging where the market is where where people are going and, and kind of going against the, especially the public market right where the public wants to go. So where do you th- where do you see yourself going in this game?
2: So I think that that's two different questions for this game specifically because we're talking about two different things. There's one thing which is the line. And there's another thing, which is what everyone's talking about, which I'm surprised isn't driving the line at all. Now, I think the market was influenced too much by the public when it opened up minus one. And you can see that, that professional money drove it quickly to minus three. And as we talked about the show after the national champion or the, the show after the SEC championship, I didn't expect that big of a line move. People on Twitter were saying like six and a half, stuff like that. What's that, Will?
0: Uh, nothing. Just, uh, just some breaking news. Sorry. You can continue. No,
2: what? Well, I can come back with what's the news.
0: Oh, uh, Dylan Gabriel has flipped. So the, the central Florida quarterback transfer who had said he was going to UCLA. He just flipped his commitment to Oklahoma. now that Caleb Williams is leaving. Oh, the wow. Sooners.
2: Wow. So okay. Dylan, so Dylan
0: Gabriel to the Sooners, which means that Caleb Williams is not coming back to Oklahoma.
2: Okay. Well, there you go. Oh, you, you got your quarterback, I guess.
0: Yeah. Big yeah. deal. All
2: right. Cool. Um, anyway, so, we talked about this last time after the SEC championship that um, the line's not going to change that much. Georgia closed last game minus six and a half, and a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of the public, was saying, you know, that now Georgia should be the or Alabama should be the favorite. Okay, and I was saying that that simply shouldn't be the case. If you look at power ratings and how how we shouldn't change perception that much of these teams based on one game. So if you're asking me, am I going to fade? All of the narrative, which is Georgia now is a worse team than Alabama. How can they be minus three? That's what the public is saying. I think this line is spot on. I mean, I think this line is super accurate. So actually, this is going to sound weird, but I'm going to plug our Twitter account and say come back to our Twitter for my official pick because I'm not ready to make it yet. There's going to be stuff that happens between now and game day. I'm not confident at all in my direction. I'll let you know where I am right now. We're recording just so the audience knows on January 3rd. And we we have a week until this game's played. So I need I need more info. I want to see how these teams are approaching this game. I want to see what the coaches are talking about. So I have information that I still need before i I make a bet in this game. So follow us on Twitter at cfb underscore poD, CFB underscore pod, and we'll post whatever my pick is along with our picks closer to game day. But right now, it's so tough. I'm actually leaning. Uh, Alabama plus the three again because I don't think it's maybe adjusted enough. Like, I thought everyone was crazy. There were some, as I mentioned, polls and things like that on Twitter where the average person is saying now Alabama should be like minus six. and Alabama should be minus three. And I said last show, if Alabama opens up minus three, then I'll take Georgia, right? So, so it's all about what the line is. The fact that Georgia's only minus three and the line's only adjusted three and a half points, what we can maybe take away from that is Let's say they adjusted Alabama up a point and a half and Georgia down two points. That would get us to now three and a half, right? I don't I don't yep. think that's... I think that's pretty accurate. I, mean, I think we're right where we should be. So I don't have a pick right now. I'm leaning with taking the points and Alabama. And it doesn't bother me that all the squares are going to be on that because it's about the three, not the Alabama. So right now I'm leaning with them. But look... I know I, I, that was kind of long-winded, but I want to make a point here about not overreacting to one individual game. And I thought about what, you know, maybe an analogy I could talk about to, to bring it to a, a different sports or look at different sports that we may compare. And I think that we should look at baseball or uh, basketball or hockey where they play five or seven game series in the playoffs, okay? And what do you see every series, every year, it's it's pretty much you can count on it happening. What's going to happen there's, there's going to be a blowout. Okay? If the Lakers are playing the Nuggets in the NBA, there's going to be a game where the Lakers win 110 to 84. Okay? And what we do in in football because football's so Secular, so individual that we overreact. Okay, so if the, if the NBA worked the same way, and it's like, well, they just lost by thirty points, right? And I know there's differences. I know it's football, not basketball. It's it's football, not hockey. But my point is, this is why we shouldn't overreact. These teams are going to play again. This is going to be a completely different game. So for anyone to say, you know, oh well, look at the first game. Look how Alabama couldn't run it. Look what they did in Cincinnati. This is going to be totally Six different. Six weeks ago. Six You know. So. Georgia is going to come in with a different game plan. Alabama is going to come in with a different game plan. And just in the future for bowl games, things like that, let's not, you know, overreact to what happened in one game. It doesn't matter how much of a blowout it is. As we see in other sports, you play again, different things happen for game two, game three, and so on. So I just wanted to put that out there. I think that happens way too often in football. We overreact to one game.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And right now I'm very torn because, you know, I feel like the the fact that, you know, Kirby Smart has never beaten Saban and Georgia doesn't get a lot of chances at Alabama. And part of me is just like, why would you pick against Bama when we know that that there's always going to be that thought in the back of Kirby Smart's head, in the back of the Alabama player's head, like we just can't get over that hurdle with them. They always beat us. And not wanting to overreact to how good Georgia looked against Michigan. Georgia looked like they were right back to that team we saw all year long where they were the dominant number one team, the best team in the country. Um, it's it's just gonna be. I I mean I think you know you and I can both give out our final picks and we tweak them out. I'll tweak them out at the end of the week once we have them. Yeah. But let me right ask now, you. It'll be...
2: But let me ask you a question. So like, yeah. For anyone evaluating Georgia and which team is going to show up, just say it out loud. What what makes sense, right? Which Georgia team are we going to see? The team that we saw for eleven out of twelve weeks. The team that, that we you know counted on to, to beat up on, on, on every team on their schedule and the SEC, you know, pretty much dominate and humiliate a Michigan team that was elite this year. Are we gonna see that team or are we gonna see the team that had one slip up against the best team of the last decade, maybe the best program of all time? Like which team do you think is is more likely to show up? The team we saw twelve times or the team that slipped up once against the same Alabama team?
0: Oh, I no, I totally agree. I, I think that that is gonna look way better than they did in the SC championship game. I think you're I think you're absolutely right. I think the chances that that Alabama just comes out and smokes them again is insane. How that being said, um it like how many times have we seen, you know, we don't get many chances of Nick Saban as an underdog? And it like after learning that lesson in the SC championship game, it feels so stupid to pick against hey. Nick Saban and points I'm like with that you. seems crazy that, to me
2: that's why i'm leaning right now bama plus 3 like if i had to Agreed. make a bet today i would make it bama plus 3 it just i'm i'm not super committed to that yet cuz there's there's a lot of information out there and remember just a couple weeks, six weeks ago, whenever this SEC championship was, everyone was rushing to bet Georgia minus six and a half. And a lot of those yep, people now too. are rushing to bet Alabama plus the three. So I think there's a lot of overreaction. I think that there's going to be news that comes out. Let's see how COVID affects these teams. Like what I, what, what I want to happen, and this is like the control part of me, right? I'm working on this in therapy. But what I think should happen is both these coaches should just be like, everyone's quarantined. Everyone's in their rooms. You can't, you know, like – this is a big I deal. Bet they are. Yeah, I, mean, sure, I bet they are. I'm
0: sure that it's pretty much protocol right Right. I Harbaugh, mean, for, didn't, Harbaugh didn't let his players go home for Christmas to see their families. All the other teams at least got to do that, I'm yeah. pretty sure.
2: I mean, th- that's what needs to be happening. So there's a lot of info out there that we don't have and, and don't know yet. So COVID's going to impact this game potentially. I hope it doesn't. What you want right. is for each team to go in healthy. And, you know, you don't want any of that bullshit to kind of mess with this game. But um, it's just... It's one of those great games, two very great teams. And and this is the whole idea of betting and, and handicapping is going against what we saw because it's such human nature to just want yeah. to bet on what we saw last. We saw these teams play. We saw Alabama dominate. We saw – so it's like how can we envision seeing anything that drastically different to where Georgia now wins? But I just think that Georgia has – and this is my same argument to why I bet on Alabama the first game is like I was I was saying, if there's one team that has the players, has the coach to beat Georgia, it's this team. Like everyone said Georgia's unbeatable. So now it, the pendulum's kind of flipped. And it's like if there's one team that has the players, has the coaches to beat Alabama now, it's Georgia, right? I've, I find myself yep. arguing the same case for the other team. and as For long sure. as Kirby Smart, who has a lot of time to get in with that coaching staff, and like I said before, we're going to see a completely different game plan. We're going to see so many wrinkles. I think protecting the ball and clock management is going to be so much more of an important thing this game. That was the most important thing that could have happened to Georgia, getting beaten by Alabama that way. And I just think – look, I'm, I'm already starting to talk myself on to, to Georgia <laughs> minus the three. But look, honestly, just from a betting point of view and, and – uh, a lot of betting what I do is is trading and hedging off things like that. I just I would love for Alabama to get to like three and a half, which this line is trending towards because then live, I have, and this topic is deep, so i'm I'm gonna try and make it as basic as I can, but i I could have an opportunity if I wanted to, and if it makes sense mathematically, to middle the game and then take yep. uh, uh, Georgia plus three and a half. So I've got Alabama yep. plus three and a half. And Georgia, plus 3.5, had a chance to hit a 20-1 to one ticket. So, I don't know. Um, like I said, right now, given the fact that... But here, let, let, let's let's also look at some uh, early injury news because, as I said, this game's being played next week. But uh, Alabama lost their best receiver last game, Mechie. So, he's out. They lost their uh, their best cornerback last game. Uh, did I say last game for Mechie? He got hurt in the SEC ship. But they lost their best cornerback last game. And so... Alabama's going to be banged up in the in the uh, secondary for sure. they're short at wide receiver. I mean, I know that they've got guys to step up, but they're they are getting more and more thin throughout the playoffs and these games to where Georgia seems like they've kind of stayed healthy for the most part comparatively. So Alabama does have a couple question marks in terms of injuries and how it's going to impact their defense, so we can't uh you know not mention that either.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I'm excited about the game. We'll give out our picks for, for, you know, I think it's just gonna be hard for me to pick against Alabama getting points here. I think that Alabama has proven that, you know, they're willing to, to adjust what their game plan is a little bit more, a little bit better than, than Georgia. You know, they came out and threw the ball against Georgia to beat them. Didn't, didn't try to run the ball against their front seven that much in the SC championship game. Then against Cincinnati, they're like, we're not going to throw in these corners. We're just going to run it down their throat all, all game and that worked, I think that they just have maybe a little bit more ability to do those things by the nature of having Bryce Young, whereas, I mean, that's just a massive advantage of having a guy like that, the Heisman winner quarterback, compared to Stetson Bennett, who is great, but let's just face it, it's not not the same thing. I don't think Georgia is quite as versatile. I think that what they do, they do really good, and when it works, it's fantastic, and if things go wrong, I think that, you know, I mean, I don't know, we're going to see what happens. I think the Georgia D, I think that what the really interesting thing is going to be do I want to bet the, the over or the under? I think right now the total's at like fifty-two points. And part of me thinks this could be like a 10 7 game. Yeah. And part of me thinks that that we could see a ton of points scored. And, and I'm really torn on that one too. So uh, I'm super excited for this NAF championship game.
2: I haven't thought too much about the the over under. I mean, that's always, you know, based on game flow and I could see points this game. It's interesting. These two teams know each other well, and I could see the offenses Figuring out what the defenses did well and scoring points. So I may kind of lean over right. and seeing both teams have success. And I think Georgia knows what you know. I think they're saying the same thing that he's not, you know, Bennett is not Bryce Young. So I don't think they're going to put it in his hands to throw 30 times. I think that we're going to see a game plan structured around creative running plays, short passing yep. plays. Again, we're going to see a completely different Georgia team. But right now, on Monday the third, as we record this, I lean with Alabama too and not to be a broken record here but it's about the number not about the team. If this were a pickem, I would lean uh, Georgia. If you know, I guess that's kind of the price is around minus 1 is where I start to get fuzzy. Uh pickem, I would go Georgia and then at minus 2 I start to lean towards Alabama. So that's kind of like my 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 demarcation point right now at this point in the process. Um, but at 3 I like Alabama right now, you know, especially, and it's always so stupid to say, especially three and a half. It's like, oh really? You know, especially three and a half. Thanks for putting that out there, Mr. Uh, Irrelevant. But I I like three right now for Alabama. Check in with our Twitter account later on, later this week at CFB underscore pod for our official picks. I don't know if we're going to do any kind of final emergency official podcast or anything like that. I doubt it. If we do, though, we'll let everyone know. Unless
0: Nick Saban passes away or something. Right, something weird. But,
2: Stay, uh, you know, check us out on Twitter there and we'll we'll have everything posted. But right now on Monday, because the line may change too. I mean, who knows? This line may move a couple points. So right now, Monday, I like Alabama plus the three, and I'll make that my early pick.
0: Me too. Although maybe we should do an emergency pod, Tyler, and talk about uh, how either team will play in Indianapolis because I have a lot of input on (laughs) on players traveling to certain cities. So um, (laughs) uh, no, but that's going to do it for the show. Uh, Next week, we're going to be back in the studio. I'll be out of quarantine. I'm excited about that. Are you sure? That, so. Are
2: you able to be around people next week?
0: Yeah, cuz I I basically have been sick since Christmas Day. So, I'm already past a week now. So, Merry uh, by the way, we're not the the yeah, Merry Christmas. The uh <laughs> the uh championship game is on Monday night. We're not going to be recording until the Wednesday following. So, by then I'm sure I'll be, you know, good to go. Obviously, if I'm if I'm sick, we'll play that by ear. I'll have to, uh, you know, test negative and all that shit, but I'm sure I'll be back in the uh, in the studio so again we're going to be recording on the wednesday following with our reaction and uh, and then starting to wrap up the end of the season. So, thank you guys for listening. A new thing you can do to help the show, give us a, a, a rate on. You can do it on iTunes, you can do it on Spotify. If you go on Spotify, you can give us a star rating. If you think we're awesome, give us a 5-star rating. If you don't, also give us a 5-star rating just help out the show. Um no one stars, those people uh will be deleted. We will block you. Uh just kidding. But anyway, if you like the show, tell your friends, give us a review. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks as always for listening. And like Tyler said, follow us on Twitter at CFE underscore pod.